Welcome to On The Upbeat. I'm Matt, and I'm a material girl living in a material world. And with me, of course, is RJ Phoenix. Hey, yeah, everybody. I'm RJ Phoenix. I do two things. I drink Mountain Dew, and I talk to ska folks. Today, I have myself a Baja Caribbean Splash, recently retired flavor. I think it's pretty damn good. Go out and get some while you can. Speaking of making a splash, today we have Tim Snow from Ningwood Records, who put out a few, uh, pulled a few bands out of retirement and has issued some Midwest Ska Classics on vinyl. Tim, how are you doing today, buddy? I am doing great. I'm happy you guys invited me to be part of this telethon, raising money for the kids. Uh, let's <laughs> just go get that money for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the kids. I love it. Uh, so, Tim, how, how are things going? How, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, before we started recording that you have a kid. Do you, do you just have one, or do you have... Easiest way to say that is we have one that we had the luck to actually meet. And mm. unfortunately, we've had some losses. But, yeah. you know, the one kid that we have currently, she is an amazing kid. And uh, her favorite song is Butt Steak by Secret Cajun Band. So I'm starting her young <laughs> in the promotion. Uh, she just started kindergarten. And she uh, apparently every day I hear sings Butt Steak to her other kindergarten pals. <laughs> How how has it uh, been nice. sort of with the start of a school year? How's the start of the school year going for you? You know, it's going it's going as well as we could expect with her. Uh, she is she is a very tall kid, so you know, take her to the bus stop, and the um, the parents are like, "Hey, your kid's kind of weird," you know, for for a third <laughs> grader, and it's like, "Oh no no no, she's um she's five. and. <laughs> Uh, if you call my kid weird again, I'm going to have her stomp a mud hole in your short little kid. Yeah, what the, what the fuck adult would, like, say to a parent, your kid is weird? They, you know, they think that they're being helpful, right? They're like, because it always, because she's been tall for, she's been tall almost her, you know, her, her um, entire life. So they think that, you know, they're helpful because their next phrase is, hey, I know someone who can, you know, who can help you with her developmental delays. And it's like, no, she's just five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, but you don't start that conversation, like, okay, so, I, full disclosure, I used to be a preschool teacher, and sometimes, as a teacher, there were times to have a particular conversation about some a child's development. You don't start that conversation by, hey, your child is weird. It's just yeah, you know, not going to land. It, Matt, there's this thing called uh, Midwest Polite and Midwest <laughs> trying to help that I don't think you get out here on the West Coast. These people legit think that they're yeah. trying to help Tim out. And and because so without all the information, they would actually need to say help out Tim and his child. <laughs> yeah, no, that's he's you know, he's he's 100 percent correct. <laughs> but everyone that thinks that they are being completely helpful by telling me that there's something wrong with my child and they know a specialist that can help her. Yeah, that's it's not a conversation you have with a stranger. It's just not which sort of it kind of reminds me. So this weekend I was hanging out with 
a bunch of ska people, ska band people and stuff like that. And a lot of them were sharing stories from the road that had to do with like weird or kind of mean things that fans would say to them. Like one one fan coming up to a band member saying, you know, uh, I thought you'd be mean t- to talk to, but you're you're a lot nicer than I thought. Like, <laughs> or things like, hey, my all my friends think your band sucks, but I think you're pretty cool. And I'm like. <laughs> What in the world is happening? <laughs> but again, they think that they're being helpful. They think oh, that God. that is a wonderful thing by letting them know, hey, I thought you were going to be a prick, but hey, it turns out you're a decent fellow. <laughs> <laughs> just every, just know that it's not the compliment you think it is. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, I said, I said in this group discussion we were having, I was like, look, I have thought those things. I have thought them. I just don't say them out loud. Like, sure, there are people I've met that sort of looking at them, I thought they might be standoffish to meeting a stranger. And then they were fine. Yes, but I don't lead with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. That That's the best way to make friends. It's like, (laughs) hey, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that on a scale of 1 to 10, you'd be a, a 12 on the douche scale, but you're only a 4. Yeah. Let's be friends. Let's yeah, be let's friends. hang out. What do you yeah. do next weekend? Yeah, yeah, only kind of a douche. So, <laughs> What's your snap? Come on. <laughs> uh, so, RJ, how have things been for you? How was, how was your weekend? Oh, it was a good weekend. Uh, went out with friends both nights. Um, was not paying attention to the planning of going out with friends and ended up uh, going out for Mexican two nights in a row, uh, <laughs> which was okay because you can never get enough tacos, especially these awesome LA street tacos. Uh, but that was that was a, it was a good time. Other than that, unfortunately, lots of work. So boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's about How about you? How about you, Matt? I know uh, you went to the Big Ska Show. I went to a Big Ska Show um, that technically, uh, arguably, only had two Ska bands in it. Um, but it was a big <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. Um, but no, uh, yeah, Bite Me Bambi through their third annual Summer Sizzler. It was a good time. Um, yes, even though not all the bands were Ska bands, all the bands were great. Um I think the sort of standout for me was the McCharmleys. They're they they have I think they have some ska in some of their songs, but they're more like a '50s style throwback rock band kind of vibe, like a rockabilly kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit, but a little bit slower. Oh, so okay. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. So I think like the slow songs of Buddy Holly or something like that. All right, all right. But uh, they were pretty good. And uh, so one of the my favorite stories that come out. So one of the bands that were performing was this band called Wolves of Glendale. They are a comedy band. They are in no way a ska band at all. Uh, they're just three dudes. One plays keyboards. One plays a drum machine. And another plays the electric guitar and they just write sort of absurd sort of life songs you know they have one song called loud ass car which is just sort of about having a loud car and sort of like the introspective that what someone who drives a loud car and not just like a loud car because it's like old and clunky but a loud car because they want it's like a loud muscle car so 
you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. sort of making fun of that type of person. Well, one of the guys is sort of very uh, big on TikTok and happen I happened to see uh, my wife showed me a TikTok by this person where he was what he does is he rates um, band names and he says good band name or bad band name. It's oh most, yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah, mostly it's just for jokes. But one yeah. time, <laughs> he uh, this video I saw this weekend was him saying uh, "Streetlight Manifesto," good band name. But if I have to listen, uh, I but I would rather uh, slip and slide on sandpaper than listen to ska punk for nine nine seconds. <laughs> and so he was kind of making fun of it. I looked at the videos like, hey. I think that guy's in this band that's playing the Summer Sizzler. And then I showed it to everyone. And so at the show, Karen Roberts and I, uh, lead singer of Chase Long Beach, went up to him. We de- we decided uh, Karen should go up uh, because her female energy was a little bit more lighthearted than what might be my dude bro energy. Like, I got a bone to pick with you. Um, so she sort of uh, started the conversation. We were just like, hey, um what's up? You're making fun of ska punk. And now you're at a ska show. He was a nice guy about it. It was total laughs. We joked I mean, about if it. I recall, he thought Skank and Pickle was a good ska band, yes. a good band name. Yes, so, you know, I have no problem with it. Yes. And he, mo- he really did just say, it's just a joke. Like it's not his actual thoughts on ska punk. Like it's just a joke. So it was, it was a good time. Bite me. Bambi did great. All the bands did great. And then on Sunday, I got to, uh, well, on the upbeat, got to host, um, uh, basically, uh, sort of like an acoustic set with Bite Me Bambi and Scott Coppenstein from Little As Man Band. And uh, Karen Roberts filled in for RJ Phoenix. We even announced uh, her as RJ Phoenix. <laughs> and, uh, uh, hey, I mean, the RJ can stand for anything. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. And yeah. The, the whole idea of the Phoenix is that uh, it can always be reborn. So, you know, hell yeah, that's anyone true. can be RJ Phoenix. I don't care. That's not my real name. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you have some franchising opportunities. Yeah, sure. Right. On the upbeat corporation. Yeah, right. I don't own that name. Yeah. So, so that was a good time. And you know what? It was, um, I came home like just very just like like very soulfully happy because it was this you know uh if you didn't know uh the guitarist for bite me bambi is brian mashburn who uh was the guitarist in say ferris you know the main songwriter in say ferris wrote all those wonderful say ferris songs and also scott Coppenstein being from real big fish you know there was a moment where uh talina and brian were covering uh, no doubt Sunday morning and I'm sitting there they're singing it in front of me I'm singing along to it and Scott Coppenstein is sitting right next to me and saying it like I'm sitting in this room with me- ex-members of Real Big Fish Save Ferris singing a No Doubt song together it was just like his very weird 90s mix of feelings and the the 20 year old uh, Matt Fest was very very excited about that future moment for himself uh, so if I could go back in time, I would tell him, Hey, something cool is going to happen. Um, so yeah, it was a good, it was a good weekend. Uh, lots of fun, but, uh, okay. With all that said, let's get into some ska news. Yeah, let's do the ska news. Rude girls and rude boys too. Grab that and listen to the 
yes ska news where we tell you about the latest releases and the latest things happening in the ska community first up from mustard plug on friday september 8th mustard plug released their uh, new album where did all my friends go they released it on bad bad time records uh i I believe you can still uh, order your copy on vinyl from Bad Time. And uh, let's take a listen to one of the tracks off it, uh, one of my favorites off of it. It's called Rebel Youth Face. My Rebel Youth Face is now an IPO. You better sell out quick, cause it's time to go. All the angry kids in China shelling out the dough. My Rebel Youth Face is now an IPO. That is uh, Rebel Youth Face from Mustard Plug. New album, uh, Where Did All My Friends Go? Out now from Bad Time Records. RJ, what do you got in the way of ska news? Well, we had a new single from a band I haven't heard much from lately, and I'm so glad uh, that they're still together, still putting out music. The name of the band is Mr. Incommunicado. They're out of uh, Arizona. Uh, they did another song with the uh, frequent collaborator, Haley Green. The name of this song is In the Rain, and it just came out uh, late last week. Had a dream last night, you never left me. And you miss me. a very uh, soulful song. I like that. Yeah, it's a it's a moody one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, next up, we have a new song from the band Sergeant Scagnetti. They are releasing their first album since the 90s um, on September 12th. So, it's already out. Yeah. Like you're from this podcast it's already out yeah, for you yeah it came out yesterday get on it come yeah, on yeah go check it out it is called at least more than halfway dead and uh we're gonna listen to a clip from the first single off that uh off a, a track called everest so uh let's check it out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this song a lot, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited uh, for the new album. And uh, yeah. All right. Uh, before we jump into our interview with Mr. Tim Snow, uh, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. Yes, it's true. We have a Patreon. Say what? You can subscribe to that Patreon at patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska. What you get for your $4 a month is at least two bonus episodes a month. What? And most of the time, we do more than that. So we promise you at least two, but a lot of times you get like three or four. So you're getting your money's worth. You also get 10% on merch. Yes, we also have merch. You should check that out. Link in our, uh, I'll put links in our show notes. And, uh, and you also get private access to a Facebook page. And that just means I send you random weird pictures from my life and tell you. You, you know what? You know what we do on our, our uh, Patreon? It's called Under Promise Over Deliver. That's what we do. It's true. It is what we do. Uh, you know, it sounds like a bargain at Four Town Surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait! A our minute. Patreon officially Tim Snow approved. <laughs> That's awesome! Yay! Yeah! All right, let's let's get talking to Tim. Tim, 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 Tim. Oh my goodness, dude! So we've talked back and forth on Twitter for a bit now. Uh, yeah. You go pretty far back into the Midwest ska scene. Like, how did you get all involved in like the ska scene, Midwest music, local music? That's, that's a little, little story. I, I want to hear the Tim Snow snore story <laughs> right now. Is what I want to hear. So I, I was thinking. I was thinking about this. So I went to a high school called Kirkwood High School. It's a very small town. Uh, very Bedford Falls from this wonderful life town. And I was bused there from the city. So like I'd had to get up like five o'clock in the morning to get to school at seven thirty. And when I was uh, 15, 16, so my junior or sophomore year, someone came up to me and they said, Hey man, I have this, I'm in a band. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Cause I don't think I'd ever at that point, I never met anyone that was in a band before. I'm like, what kind of music do you play? And he said, ska. And I said, what the hell is that? <laughs> that sounds dumb. It will be nothing I will ever be associated with. Get away from me. Um, and, and, and he's like, well, that's, that's rude. And I said, I, you're, you're very much right. And then he, he gave me, he gave me the tape anyway, and I liked it. And then honestly, didn't think about ska music um, for another two years, probably after, after I graduated. But I think like a lot of people, in my age group, you know, that, uh, you know, born in the late seventies, we heard it. We just didn't know what it was. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even, even back to the beach, listening to Fishbone sing Jamaican Scott, still didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about, about a year, about a year or so after high school, I, so no, yeah, the year after high school, I saw I don't, a random live video of the toasters and i was like oh you know let me let me let me check this out and so that show it was uh the toasters isaac green and the scholars and rubik fish at a venue called the galaxy and i was like okay cool whatever this is this is this is what i'm this is what i'm going to be about yeah i'm into this yeah 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 I'm, i'm like i'm into this because you know you look at that they're all three different 
styles of bands, right? And so I was like, okay, cool. I am, I am into this. And from that point on, I was just, if there was a Scott show in St. Louis, I was, I was going. So a little bit, a little bit, a few years past that, I decided that I want to, um, I want to, you know, I want to be in a, in a Scott band. And so I meet this guy, Ted, who's now, most people know Ted of Orange Tree. And I said, hey, man, let's form a band. You know, he's like, well, yeah, yeah. He's like, You'll, he's like, you're a great singer. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, he's like, let's figure it out. I'm like, hey, how about it's just you and me? I'll play guitar and you do, you do drums. And he said, um, do you know how to play guitar? And I said, no, I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> but I know that I, I'm persistent. And anything <laughs> I put my mind to, if you give me four weeks, I will learn how to play guitar and have an entire set of of songs and he said okay whatever and then four weeks later i'm like hey man i got the songs come on let's come over let's come over and practice and so we uh we practiced a few shows we we, we practiced three times i'm like okay we practiced like five times it's just two of us it's time for us to start booking shows (laughs) (laughs) so, so we so we started booking shows actually and oddly enough um, the first band that we did a show with was um, the Ambiguous They, and part uh, and half of the band, the Ambiguous They, happened to be in that band. Graham that I got <laughs> the the, the, uh, the tape that I got. Oh, the tape. Show. Okay. Yeah. So it was just <laughs> it was just it was just completely um, pure coincidence, and half of that band is also in in a, a secret Cajun band. So it's just funny how life just kind of weaves in and out. So we played a few shows and I said, okay, you know what, man? It is. We, we played, we played three shows. It's time for us to put out an album. And, <laughs> and, he, and he said, well, what do, what are you talking about? I'm like, yes, I mean, it's people putting out CDs. We need to put out a CD. I'm like, I'll learn. I'll, I'll buy a rec- I'll buy digital. Cause this was right when digital recording yeah. we, we started coming out. And I said, I'll buy a digital recorder and I'll record the album. And then he said, do you know how to do this? And I said, and before I can, he's like, okay, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll check back in four weeks. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, four, so four weeks later, uh, Ted and I were, had recorded, you know, a full length, a full length album. And we played and we played and around like shortly after we had recorded the album um the drummer of orange tree uh quit and and they asked ted to come on and ted's like hey i don't have time for this foolishness i'm like i understand and <laughs> and um and so i just started hanging around orange tree shows and at a certain point shortly after that and i was mentioned when orange tree was here uh joe decided to quit and jason uh, was going to take over lead singing folk duties. And uh, Jason was like, hey, we can't leave the, the merch table here. You know, Tim, can you can you um, sit there and, and just make sure no one steals it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then that turned into, um, Tim, can you can you sell merch for us? Yeah. And then I just and I and I just kind of snowballed from there. So that's kind of just the the roots of of just kind of that business side. And then that eventually snowballed to, you know, Hey Tim, can you, you know, help us do pre-production for, you know, for this album. And then that just kind of led to like other bands kind of getting to know me and me doing small business stuff for, for bands. And then I, and then I took a, I took a break. Um, 
actually, I took a break probably around 20 years ago. I, just, I said, I, I want to start a record label. And, uh, you know, most people are like, okay. And then I didn't do it. <laughs> and it took so, more than four weeks. <laughs> yeah, that took more than four weeks. They just, you know, life just kept popping up. Yeah. And I just, and I, and I just never, I never got around to it. But in the back of my head, I knew that one day I was going to start a record label. And then I realized that the opportune time to start a business that's almost 100% reliant on live shows was in the middle of a pandemic where we could not have <laughs> any type of uh, live shows. And so, um, you know, luckily I have a very supportive wife and she was still supportive that first time that she saw um, eight separate boxes of records uh, coming to coming to our, our home. So that is me telling a very long story very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely fine uh so yeah so you've had uh how long have you been uh doing uh ningwood it it will be the third anniversary this october so ne- next month it'll be it'll be three years wow well so um you've done some new releases you've done some re-releases you've done some scott acts you've done some sn- not scott acts you've done full-on lps you've done flexies what does what goes into making uh, a Ningwood record? Like, what is that process? How do you pick? How do you choose? What do you think? Well, the first thing that happens is every third Monday, um, we come here to my luxurious, almost finished basement, and we put on our we put on our hoods and our rest of our cloaks, and we turn off the lights and we play very very low um, that humming throat music. We play oh yeah, that, yeah yeah yeah, and then we decide of the demos that I've personally solicited or people have sent to us, uh, which should we release? And then um, once we, once we make that decision, I shoot a flare and that is everyone's signal to know that a, a Ningwood records release uh, is coming. <laughs> now that is, the, that is the joke answer, but the real answer isn't that, isn't that far off to be completely honest with you. Um, basically I really am into one putting out stuff that either I like or other people, I think other people will like it, even if it's not, even if it's not my cup of tea. So, you know, you know, there are bands that I'm, I go, Hey, you know what? I really want to put out your stuff. Right. And, and, and we do that. And then I get, I get, you know, things sent to me working class steps, a great example. I just happened to be in a Facebook group, a punk rock dad Facebook group. And I was promoting um, orange trees, fixing stupid release and joe from working class steps a bass player messaged me he said hey would you mind listening to our album we really want to put it out on vinyl you know just tell us what you think and i listened to it and i'm like i fucking love this album (laughs) and so but i'm like i know me so let me send this to you know the the guys in the label that you know i have acts on the label that i trust i sent it to and i won't say the name just because i don't want people you know, harassing them, but I sent it to, I sent it to them and it was like unanimous, like you gotta, you gotta sign this band yesterday. So, you know, I, I went to them and I said, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Like, this is, this is, this is what I can do. Um, you know, I need you to understand I'm not, you know, I'm not appetite. I'm not jump up. I'm not jump start. I'm not Asian man. So if you think that we're going to sell, you know, 500 records, 
the first month, that's not realistic, right? And I like just to set that expectation, you know, and, and, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, we worked on, we worked on getting, getting the, the masters. I had the very great uh, Ryan Wasaba over at Bird Cloud Studio do the, um, do the vinyl mastering for us. And we went from, we went from there and a big, you know, and there, as we probably talk about more releases, there's going to be two names you're going to hear a lot. Um, Ron Ryan from Bird Cloud and then two Brandon Juan from um, Candy Line, which is all, who's also on the label. Um, Brandon's done, Brandon's had a hand in almost every, no, he has had a hand in every single, the artwork of every single release for the label. And with the exception of the Candy Lion album, um, Ryan has done all the final mastering. Wow, that's a good, you got a good little stable behind you. That's good. That's the important thing. So if I can give any advice for any, like anyone that wants to do this, have a good, a good team, whether it's people who will tell you, you know, I love, I know you like this, but other people aren't going to like this. There are people that can get con on to, to do that, to do that, you know, graphic design and, and the um, music, music post-production stuff. Yeah. The, the vinyl mastering is something that people forget about sometimes. Yeah. 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 It, it, and you, you'll see it a lot, especially with reissues that some, some, they just take the old CD and they just send, send it off, um, which you can do, but it, you know, if that album is heavy on the bass, it's just going to just not sound like a pleasant sounding album. So it's good to find someone that, that is really good at doing that. They got to find the professional. Uh, so You've mentioned in the past, and and you have a big kind of thing coming up, a uh, Midwest Ska Festival. I want to know a lot more about that. Where is it? Like okay. when ish? I know you can't announce bands yet, but like I, we need some, we need some info. We need to start getting hyped. You you know you're trying to get me to kiss and tell. Yeah, and so, I, I'm just this is a little <laughs> thing. Send that. <laughs> this is this is what I this is what I will say. Uh, right. It will happen in St. Louis because okay, this is where I live. I'm. <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go into too much debt just traveling, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And, it's my uh, Scott festival. I'm not going out of town. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's going to be in St. Louis. It will be. It will be in the summer. Right now, I was just completely shocked by the number of submissions um you know in Negro records i think across all social media has maybe a f- combined following total of less than a thousand right so not 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 the biggest not the biggest label and it's still a new you know a neophyte in this game but when uh, this is this is this is me being just real and just uh, sometimes just me being apparently an idiot so the first day I was looking, I was expecting some sort of like email notification that fans had signed up. And by the end of the first 24 hours, I was just completely, completely crestfallen because I didn't have a single notification. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was really bummed. That, Is there something wrong with the, the form, the entry form? So I go to the entry form and I realized two things. One, that you have to manually tell the form to send you an email. <laughs> and two and two that 20 bands had already signed up in the first oh, day wow. yeah and 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 they were bands i'm like wait a minute these aren't like just these are bands like that have a pretty big following right it's yeah. always i was completely I, you know i went from being you know crestfallen to realizing i was an idiot 
to just being just shocked and so happy that there are people who are like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And so, <laughs> so right now we're in the, me and my, and my brain trust, uh, we're, you know, we're getting, we're, we're going through the process of going through everyone's application. So something that's really big for me, uh, with this is no matter what, if you're chosen, you're not chosen. Everyone will have a clean and clear communication. I, you know, I handle the booking for Orange Street and Secret Cage Band, so I'm constantly, you know, as these festivals pop up, um, regardless of genre, this is just a industry-wide thing in, in music festival. It's one of those things where you know you sign up, you you do you, you, you know you put in that time, and then you don't hear anything, and then you know you're you, you see a post that says last band band announcements tomorrow. And then you go, oh, I guess we weren't selected. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's really important to me that, you know, any band, whether they're selected or not, they have that clear communication and they know that, yes, I did review this. And yes, I'm appreciative of, of your time because I I am so appreciative of doing this. I It's like the littlest things I will geek out about, like Ska Parade play working class steps. Uh, in their last episode, and that was just mind blowing because I, I big fan of Scott Parade, had had the comps, and to see that someone on the label, you know, made it to Scott Parade was just a, a shockingly big thing for me. That's so, that's a good supportive record label <laughs> runner. That's what I say. So how yeah. do you send out? Forgive the reference, but the bat signal to let people know that you're going to be accepting these applications. Like, do you just like tweet it? You just put it on your social media or like, how do you get the word out? Yeah, no, I I did. I put it, I put it on social media, but another thing I did was with Facebook, I made a point of buying ad space. So, and and, and I wonder which is shocking that there were like, not joke, like not joke responses. Right. Like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you you're, no one cares about you, Scott Loser. Like every everything was, you know, everything was legitimate. Um, but yeah, and I think that's the important thing is is whether it's whether it's promoting a show, promoting a festival, is you got to put in that work, and you, and you do have to unfortunately pay the extra money to get that out. And the other, that's one side of that. The other side of that is in the last three years, I've built a lot of, I think that I built a lot of trust with. You know the Scott Benz, especially on on Twitter. I'm not calling it that other name, um, but on Twitter, <laughs> no one is. And they, <laughs> a lot of bands were very, very quick to share the 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 information as well. So you know, it's one thing for me just to put it out there and, and pay someone to for you to see it. It's another thing for other bands, not even St. Louis. I'm not even talking about St. Louis, but I'm talking like just bands in general across the U.S. We're sharing like, hey, this Tim guy's a good guy. You, you know, let's 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 have another ska festival, one in the Midwest that is theoretically everyone can get to because we're right in the center where the world loves us. <laughs> are you are you still accepting applications or is that you know officially it's closed? But you know, I would I would say that if someone was to email email me and say, hey, sorry, I missed it. I'm sure that we, we would, they would at least get a fair review. Oh, awesome. That's good to know. So if you're listening bands, maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know what? And that's what life is all about, right? 
just accepting each maybe one day at a time. <laughs> Someone put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> or like one of those inspirational posters. You know, with a cat. I don't know. So, so is this going to be mostly uh, Midwest ska bands or bands from all over? No, that was actually the that was the surprising thing. There were virtually no Midwest bands. What? <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to get on the phone and tell some there people were, to bug I you. I mean, there were there, there were there there you know there were there were a few. There were I don't want to say I don't want to say none. There were a few, <laughs> but it was, it was it was really funny because. Um, you know, I, in addition to advertising, when I, I put it in, like every city, St. Louis has a very, very healthy uh, St. Louis ska group. Well, I guess every city doesn't have a St. Louis ska group. Every yeah. city has their own Facebook <laughs> has their own Facebook group, and we have we have a good one here run by a nice guy named Dennis. And I, you know, I posted as the label, "Hey, this is what's going on. Here's the submission link." And I noticed that someone um, someone had tagged Orange Tree. And, and I was like, "Wow, I really do a better job of marketing myself." <laughs> because I, so I had to, I, I commented like, "Hey, thanks for sharing." Um, Orange Street's aware. Not only are they on the label, but I'm also their manager and booking agent. Yeah. <laughs> they, they are quite aware of the festival, but I appreciate yeah, I appreciate you looking out. <laughs> uh, has anyone told Secret Cajun Band? <laughs> That was, yes, yes, yes. As their, as also their manager and and um and and booking agent, I they they have they they they've been placed on notice. Uh, so and it was it was funny. I I hope Miguel, who's already told me he was listening, so was getting mad. I was like, hey Miguel, don't worry. Uh, you don't have to fill out the application. I already have. <laughs> I'm and already considering you. <laughs> now let's see if you make the cut. Yes. Yeah. And, and, he goes, and he goes, are you are you sure? I can fill it out. I was like, no, Miguel. Because the one thing, if you didn't get from it from when they were on, Miguel loves being in the Secret Cajun Band. Like, he just loves being in it. And if it was up to Miguel... Uh, you guys would be announcing a new Secret Cajun Man song and show every every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for the three hundredth week in a row, Secret Cajun Band has a, released a new a sing- brand new single. single. <laughs> <laughs> and the people, yeah, trust me. Sometimes if we talk about a band too much, one of us hears it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> we definitely do. So when you can, cons- whether you're considering. You know, a band playing a show, uh, you know, booking for this festival, or maybe a band to work with to release an album. Um, do you consider sort of um, their personality types? Do you consider sort of like what you've seen from maybe like their work ethic and stuff like that? Does that come across? Or. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, do you sort of like, okay, I heard about this band, I love their music, but, like, I don't know anything about them. And do you then go try to find out that kind of stuff? Yes, uh, to to all of that. Um, When working class, before I even, um, before I even, after I, you know, I listened to the music, I I went to KG, Kevin, from Catch-22, and I said, hey, man, uh, do you know this band from um, from Buffalo? I know you know I know that they're it's not you know you're not necessarily in that area, but do you know of of these guys? And he was like, yeah, no, he's like, I don't know them, but let me let me um, 
let me go and check check them out or you know see what i can find for you he's like hey they come back clean no no one here is no one in the group's an asshole so you know and i was like great cool so yeah i will i will definitely do my work there and then it comes in personal right uh, there for me one of the most important things of the label is that all the bands are supportive of each other mm-hmm. that, means, that doesn't mean you have to get along that doesn't mean you have to like them um, but we, you know, we work together. Like I said, Brandon Juan has every single release, including his own, his, you know, his handprints are on every single release, right? He doesn't take a dime for me for that. He's like, Hey, the way I see it, you know, I'm helping this band. And when this band does well, the entire label does well. Right. And it's true. Like it's, 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 it's like, most of our sales of album sales are from people who are like, I like this band. And I realized now that this is a label, so I want to support your label. So I'm going to buy just a random record from this other band on your label. So wow. for me, it's very, that's very important. There was, um, there was a band very early on in, in, in the label, um, emphasy that I was going to, I was going to, I was like, we, we, it was a done deal. We had made an agreement that we we're going to do something, either a seven inch or a, um, or a full length. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, we've had in the last couple of years, we've had a few, a few losses and they had a show uh, and they were doing a show with Candyline and doing a show with Boss Battle. And that was during the time I, I fully planned to go on the show. And unfortunately, that was one of the times we had the losses. So I sent a message and said, hey, you know, we're Facebook friends, so you know what's going on. You know, unfortunately, you know, we're in the middle of the loss right now. So I can't come to the show tonight, but I want you to know, I still support you. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing you guys. Send the same email to Candyline, sent the same email to, uh, you know, Brandon from Candyline, sent the same email to Chris from Boss Battle. You know, Chris responds, I would be mad if you came. <laughs> You know, like yeah. a normal, just a normal response. You know, Brand, yeah. Brandon, you know, it's like, man, yeah, think of, think of your family. And the uh, this other band who is going to be nameless, uh, I was something red. And I thought, you know what? It's just, they have this show. He's, he's, you know, this person's probably nervous. And then it never, it just never responded. And wow. I, one thing I know about myself is I, support against big having having to support what's going on this is big and i thought okay this is obviously not a person who would fit in well in in our group yeah what i'm building yeah yeah what i'm building because we all look out for each other you know even you know even with um working class just being (laughs) you know 1500 miles to almost the majority of the roster (laughs) they are they are supportive of us as as a group and my and it's like nope cool never never will discuss business with you again and so i know that's a really bummer of a story but i think it's an important story to hear the importance of what we are in the group right we look out for each other we help each other you know we we understand that as a small as a small group, seriously, when when one band does well, we all you know cheer, cheer because it's just going to mean that. And this is the one time that this is true. 
trickle down, <laughs> the trickle down economics of being a label, yeah. which is why if you ever come to a, a Ning record show and I'm running the merch table, um, it doesn't matter what band's playing, all the bands have some merch, it's going to be on that merch table. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, I uh, when I tried to do a label and I put out a handful of seven inches, um, there was bands I was much more receptive to and much more into and they seemed to be much more into me. Uh, and I wish I would have dropped one of the bands who was not because uh, that's that is, uh, like I, in the end, I don't stand by that record. I could have asked another band from the same area because I wanted to cover like you know, all the points across the U S that I could in seven, seven inches. And, uh, yeah, that's the only, that's the, I only had one miss and I'm still, I still talk to a lot of the folks and it was a good little label, but that, that, that's one of the things that was kind of important to me that I wished I would have even spent a little bit more time on making sure, you know, I'm really down with these cats. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I'll, I'm going to tell another working class story. Um, I mean, what are you guys going to do? Hit hit the leaf button. And <laughs> <laughs> I, so you, working class tips, if you look, and they may have changed, but I last conversation I had with Joe, if you look on, you can't buy their, the 12-inch from them except at shows. This isn't my rule. That is, they made the decision that if they're very strong, that if you want to buy the album online, they tell people to come to the label's webpage. Like they're, 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 they're just very, they're just like, they're like, yeah. And I'm like, Ian, I never told them that. I'm like, that's not good financial sense. <laughs> you know? um, but that is, but that's their, that's their decision that, that if you're, if you're going to buy the album, they, they, they want you to buy the album directly, directly from me. And just the thoughtfulness and just the lack of being selfish in that regard is just for me again it's indicative of the team and the family that we've built maybe they just hate going to the post office <laughs> <laughs> they're just lazy that's it that's all it well, is well you know i can i can see that i i hate going to the post office too but i'm also just very anal i luckily i live i live um two blocks from a, a retail store and then three blocks from a distro center. So most people, when they order from the label, as long as one of those two places is open, their order nine times out of 10 goes out the, uh, that same day. Oh, nice. And I've had friends who've, I've had friends, I've had customers who tell me like, it's weird. I placed the order at four, at 4.05, I have a tracking number, and at 4.30, I see that the, the post office has accepted the order. Right? <laughs> and that's, and like, that's great business. I'm like, no, it's not great business. I don't want my wife yelling at me for having all these records just by <laughs> <laughs> So it saves me the trouble of, of her going, hmm, look at that stack of Orange records that needs to go out. It yeah, saves me yeah. that, that trouble and that yes. headache. So it's, it's, not, it's not so much great business. It's just I'm a very amazing husband. <laughs> there we go. There yes, we go. Yes, yeah. Don't don't let there be any sign that you have work to do that you're slacking on. That's <laughs> That's true. Um, what, what excites you most about the ska scene right now? You know, I think for me, the ska scene is, and I, I have this argument that I've, I have with people and, and I don't, I don't really care if people disagree with me this, <laughs> but it's, but it's true. The ska scene is 
bigger now than it was when I got into the scene. Now there aren't, you know, you don't have, you know, like what a handful of bands constantly on the radio, but there are more bands playing shows. And when you go to those shows, people are there. And this is actually the perfect segue uh, to a, this is a really this is a real thing that happened. Um, and only a few people know about this story. So the first time Atlas Goldfish came to St. Louis, they were booked at a venue, a venue that's no longer existing. And that their booker from that venue ended up buying another venue, a much larger venue. Um, that so basically going from about three hundred. The 700 and so she took all of the shows that she booked and she moved them to, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm laughing because i already know <laughs> how the story ends <laughs> and she took all of those shows and this and this person i need to clarify big scott supporter like she, she booked almost all the scott shows and like she booked the seriously almost all the scott shows in st louis at this at her old venue and she just wanted there to be a larger venue for for scott shows and, and other shows but in this move she forgot to promote the Dennis goldfish show so she booked it she you know advertised the show and the show went on and i remember uh my roommate my roommate at the time i i said hey this band at this goldfish i just heard about them a few a few weeks ago they're coming to town uh this show's gonna be bananas because it's a sound that you've never heard before it's like this weird cross between uh sky and emo and emo still new so he was like well what the hell is emo i'm like i don't know you'll figure it out <laughs> and and then i and then there was another person i brought him like this show is gonna be wild and like it's, it's you know it's gonna be one of the first sky shows that this promoter's doing at this 700 700 person venue and we walk into this venue and it's um me my friend um, Paul Stark, who at the time had the St. Louis show Scott's the Limit, a person that he was with, and the the bar staff, and then the Goldfish. So you're talking, and that was it. Wow, <laughs> wow. And, and and they um, she forgot to even book opening acts. So what the venue did <laughs> was they played the Less Than Jake City losing streak on a loop until it was time for <laughs> to, to, go, to go on and at that point we're just you know we're shooting the shit right and then yeah. created you know friend still friends with about half half that band and even you know as happened again the chunk of those members have gone on to do bigger things like you know diaz you know yeah. was the base tech for guns and roses and and uh follow boy now base tech for um for for blink 182 and 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 you know other guys have gone on to do these huge things not a year goes by one of those guys who won't bring up (laughs) 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 this show but i I say to say that couldn't happen today even if a show is just horribly promoted there'll still be like 30 people there. And again, we're not, you know, 30 people isn't necessarily, you know, Hey, we're, you know, we're, we're you know, we're going to retire off this, but it's still showing that there's a healthy amount of people that will, no matter what, find, find the Scott show. So, yeah, I think, I think while, you know, you're not hearing fans being having the hits as they did, 
I think the scene itself is bigger. Even even in St. Louis, there are more ska bands now than there were a year ago. Mm. So yeah. the scene is just getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. St. Louis was always a, a good place for ska bands. Like, I mean, I used to go down to St. Louis to go see shows. Like, it was always a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. I mean, and a lot of great ska bands. Yeah. you know over, over the years have come and gone and come and come back right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly all right so before we head out of course we do our ska picks of the week tim why don't you tell us about your ska pick sure my ska pick is from the scholars it is the song change up off of the album change up good harmonies on that yeah oh yeah that is that is 100 why i picked it just because the harmonies are just so amazing on that song yeah i like the organ i'm a big sucker for right. organ so um yeah so uh, my ska pick um comes with a little bit of a dedication uh, or, or a remembrance so if you hadn't heard uh, Matthew Stewart, trumpet player for Streetlight Manifesto, passed away on Sunday at age 41. And uh, I saw a bunch of posts um, the last day or so, past 24 hours, um, you know, just saying how influential he was, um, you know, from title holder, uh, got to work with him, to uh, Jer, you know, Scottoon Network. Um, they got to work with them and uh, just seems like uh, an all around good person, uh, just a lot of positive stories. And so, you know, I know a lot of people kind of I was literally sitting at a ska table <laughs> with ska people when the news broke. And I know a lot of people sort of like really took that one to heart. And so um, this is, uh, so my Scott pick is a Streetlight Manifesto song. It's a song called The Littlest Things.
the best to uh, Matt's family and uh, his friends. Um, you know, seems like he'll be a, a person very much missed. And there is a GoFundMe uh, out there for him to pay for um, the cost of the funeral. And I'll put it in the show notes and anything over uh, what they're raising for the funeral costs will go to his daughter. Um, so I saw that posted on Streetlight's uh, Instagram earlier today. So, um, yeah, that's my Scott pick. All right, uh, my Scott pick. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it Midwest because I got Tim Snow on here, and I think we have a mutual friend in this band. Uh, the name of the band is Corey Dixon and the Zvooks. Uh, the name of the song is "Got Off Got All My Life." It's off their album "Calm Down." Yeah, it is. There's always room for uh, Corey Dixon and the Zooks. You know, RJ, uh, before this podcast, I was listening to the Mibs 7-inch. Oh, uh, okay. I'm glad you have a copy. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I That song, Ant Dance, on that 7-inch, yeah. that, is, that is the song that, for whatever reason, would just get me amped. If I, I can work. <laughs> like, if I ever got that and put it on a... Um, you know, put it on an MP3 or whatever, wave or whatever. I can listen just, just you know, it's got a lot of you know trash soul, but it's just like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. It's just like this weird, just kind of rhythm with it that that he has when he's singing. I don't want to tell stories out of school, but <laughs> somebody used to run a website where they put up some of their old seven inches as they ripped them as their first experiments into doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> it's me. Uh, and uh, that was one of the first ones I did. And it still gets love to this day to people who come across it. So if you just look up Mib 7 inch, you might uh, find it. Just saying, if you want to, if you want to, if you want a digital file of that. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Good to know. Well, Tim, thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it. It was great to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. And, uh, of course, listeners, we appreciate you, uh, and uh, we appreciate you listening every week. We appreciate your support. If you, uh, One of the best ways to support us is rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen. Tell your friends. Share it on social media because that really helps. 
And uh, until Tell then, your grandma. Your grandma talks to everybody. Yes, It'll be the best yes. way to get the word out. And then she'll ask you, what's a podcast? And then you'll have to have that conversation. And that's awkward. Tell, like, don't even worry about it, grandma. It's super just, cool. Just tell your <laughs> But you know what? Go ahead and tell grandma. Then afterwards, she'll give you some of that word. There's original candy. That sweet, yeah. sweet Werther's. Yeah. Um, this, mm. you know, this, is, this is sponsored by Werther's, right? I want yes, to you absolutely. Get that. Yeah, that sweet, sweet Werther's original candy that take you back to the day when you used to sit in her lap. And she'd tell you about the war. Which one? All of them. All of them. And <laughs> you would just be okay in Grandma's arms. So tell her about that podcast and get that sweet, sweet, sweet Werther's original candy. And, and just in general, talk to your grandma while you still can. Yeah. Trust me. Well, I mean, I'm an old man. I'm yeah. an old man. There's only one grandma left in my life, and that's uh, my wife's grandma. And uh, Patsy is a she. She's rad. So yeah. Well, all my tell your grandma. grandma. All my grandparents are dead. Thanks for the reminder, RJ. And until well, next hey, time. Don't you wish you had someone reminding you to talk to them more often then? Only one of them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Keep listening to Sky. <laughs> You've been listening to On the Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat. This is my impression of Kronk from Emperor's New Groove also liked Scott music. Hey, Cusco, pick it up.